Hey everyone and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This week we are continuing Metal March with World at War by Dead Heat from 2021. So let's get into it. All right, here we are, Kev. Week two, Metal March. We're discussing World at War by Dead Heat. Yeah, man. How do, how do you feel summer. about it? Because uh, this is something, you know, it's another one of those bands that I feel like um, when it comes to us picking albums, a lot a, more times than not, you pick something you're really, you've been listening to for a long time. I am on the constant... Uh, journey of looking for something i've never heard before and dead heat is one of those bands yeah yeah i mean we we are on a little bit different journeys it feels like where i want to introduce people to what i love and then you're like i want i need new shit constantly so uh yeah it, it, but it's cool though because i think you said you just discovered them like what two weeks two three weeks ago yeah it's been a couple weeks yeah yeah and i i'd never heard of them and i was super excited to get something new that i actually really liked so uh, for the, yeah, for the most part, I really, really, really liked this quite a bit. And I even said in the Discord, the second I played it, I was like, oh, you out-metaled me. <laughs> yeah, you out-metaled the metalhead. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, I, th- I think uh, when I sent this to you, I was like, I don't want to tell you what this band is because I think um, you have your own things in your head of what hardcore music is. And this is um, one of those bands that kind of bridges the gap between like hardcore and thrash and there's there's so many different cool sounds here and i think that's what drew me to it and uh yeah we're gonna get into some stuff here in a minute but uh, i think that is one of the biggest takeaways for me was this is a good album for people that aren't sure they like hardcore aren't sure they like thrash want something that kind of sounds like 80s metal there's just so many cool sounds here yeah and those are like my two least favorite subgenres of metal that i'm aware of but i still really like this because there's there's some really good like rhythmic melodic parts in a lot and pretty much every song here that i really dig there's some good chugs uh that really spoke to my sensibilities a little bit more but i I, and it's it's i don't it's not that i dislike them i got a bad taste in my mouth for hardcore with uh highway sniper but there's there's other hardcore bands that we've talked about and we've listened to that I don't dislike. You know what I mean? I'm, I might and have brought I, the heat a little too hard with Highway Sniper yeah. as an introduction to hardcore. Yeah, and it's it, it, same thing with Thrash. It's like I don't I don't dislike Slayer, but they were my they're like to me the pinnacle of Thrash, and a lot of their stuff I don't necessarily love. So it's it, it was it was interesting for me to to see how much I did end up liking this album because it's kind of a it reminds me of Slayer in a lot of places. It reminds me of a lot of other bands in a lot of places. Uh, but yeah, I actually really liked it, which was a, which was a pleasant surprise from, from like the jump. Basically, it was it was like okay, this this album's gonna kick ass if this is what the rest of the album sounds like. Yeah, it's 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 great, and I'm, we're gonna get into some background and the band origin and some some facts about the production and stuff like that, and then uh, we'll we'll kind of jump into the album. But um, 
they have a I think the thing that stuck out to me the most was the album artwork. They have yeah. this really cool looking almost reminiscent of Iron Maiden. Um there's another band I think they drew a lot of um inspiration from that was uh Stormtrooper of Death. Yeah, I used to listen to Stormtroopers of Death back in my back in my younger days. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. that's really cool. Um I'd never heard of them and they're like from what the mid 80s. Yeah, they're they're older. Um but yeah, they they have this like really cool zombie character who they titled uh Bones and they said they wanted it to have this the same feel of Stormtrooper of Death or Eddie from Iron Maiden. And they kind of have this like iconic character. That is a great way to start a metal band, having a character that people can associate with your band. Uh right now they have merch on their website where they have Eddie or not Eddie, sorry. They have Bones with a guitar, and it's like a T-shirt with a PBR. So they have like a a guitar and a PBR getting poured out. Super cool, and it, I love stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are on, on Bones, but I love it. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's it, it's very clearly, I don't want to say it's a ripoff, but it's very clearly drawing inspiration from uh, Eddie, Eddie specifically, just in his outfit and just the general artwork of the album. It's a fucking awesome album art. It's like that 80s, like gross, gross out, like think like the original heavy metal movie. That's kind of what it reminds me of. I love that. I, I love everything about this. I wouldn't even call it a ripoff more than an homage. Like there's there's sure. not a lot of bands that do that now. Everyone does like the big like um kind of like what we did with our metal stuff on our website off the bean cleft dot com. And um it's kind of like that. Like everything's in that like weird font, but this is like almost like sh- looking at the album artwork, you can kind of get a feel for what the album's gonna sound like. Yeah, it's gonna be eighties metal. That's exactly what you get here. And I know you you like and I think hardcore and thrash are just the same thing. They're two, they're two two sides of the same coin. So, to, like to me, I'm going to call it thrash. I'm sure you're going to call it hardcore. Um, it to me, it, it's it's near enough. It doesn't matter as far as the two genres go. Um, but yeah. yeah, these guys are fucking sick. And like like you said, um, you can tell exactly what this is going to sound like. Even like the production value feels like it was in the '80s, and that's obviously intentional. This was made in 2021. There's clearly better recording techniques that could have made this sound a little more polished, but they made a stylistic choice, which I, which that I can respect. Yeah. And, and it's funny. You say the hardcore and thrash kind of debate. They are in this weird subgenre called hardcore thrash crossover, which is, it, which again is stupid. <laughs> it's just fucking, it's one of the, you just call it one or the other. It's yeah, it's stupid, but at the same time, most of the stuff we talk about is semantics anyway. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, World at War is their second full length. Their first being Certain Death in 2019, as well as a. They've also released a two song summer promo in 18. They did a split EP with Mind Force, which is the shirt I'm rocking today, uh, called Dead Heat slash Mind Force, and a self titled EP from 2017. Um. Yeah, I I. I guess just kind of given my own personal anecdote, I found this band just like surfing the triple B records website because that's where, um, no pressure is on. That's what regulates on. I saw, I found a lot of cool bands and then I started looking at their merch and I saw 
Mind Force, so I started listening to Mind Force, and Mind Force had a split EP with Dead Heat, and Mind Force and Dead Heat, by far my favorite hardcore bands right now. Uh, Mind Force sounds a little bit more like uh, Turnstile, but and I really wanted to pick them, but I think I would prefer to do a Turnstile album before a Mind Force album. Dead Heat, I think, just sounds so cool, and they have just really cool sound. And um, according to their lead singer, Chris Ramos, uh, talking about their experimental tracks, um, Interlude and Last Call are kind of their their big uh, deviations in sound. And they said it was in thanks to their guitarist, Anthony, for his love for hair metal, which you can definitely hear. Um, you and I aren't huge fans of hair metal, but I think it's always because it was like, tropey and horny and weird and like but these songs pay homage in a really great way i think yeah hair metal has its place i don't want to say i don't like it because i do like it's the it's if it had a if i believed in guilty pleasures i guess that would be one of them it's it but it does it does sway i don't want to listen to it all the time but it definitely has its place yeah and i do enjoy it so yeah that take that for what it is but their lead singer continued saying uh, they wanted to make a ballad sort of uh, speak. And um, we thought, what better time to throw it all on the table? Interlude is about five different guitar tracks and was supposed to be just guitar until we got in the studio and realized it was gold when we played it in full band. Last Call is their party ballad. All lyrics are innuendos about drinking and all the riffs are references to the rock gods before us. I feel like these songs are for sure different and stand out, but let us show our diversity while still being us and hitting with just as much intensity. Um, those are tracks we're going to talk about here in a little bit, but yeah, I just thought it, it was a really cool interview that I read um, online and just kind of giving a little more clarity about some of those different tracks. Yeah, it's cool. Um, a little bit about the facts and production. Um it was released on June fourth, twenty twenty one, by Triple B Records, like I mentioned, and it was mixed and master or recorded and mixed by Taylor Young at the Pit Recording Studio, known for hardcore and metal releases. Uh, so, let's get into your thoughts on the album, Kev. Just kind of starting with opening thoughts, construction stuff like that. Uh, yeah, man. It was a, like I said before. It was a it was a bit of a surprise to me for sure. And I, like I said, I kept picking out little, uh, noticing little things. I, almost immediately, is it, immediately though, much, much in line with how I am. I was like, I don't give a fuck what these songs are about. I don't give a shit what the lyrical content is. I just want to listen to them and fucking just bang my head to them. That 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 is to me what this album is all about is just being a fucking headbanger. And there's not enough of that, I think, in metal now, where it's just like let's have a fucking album where it's just, we it's, it could mean something, but it could mean whatever you want it to mean. Just the music fucking rock. And I don't think there's enough of that. I think people are overthinking things. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it made me happy listening to it because it gave me like that devil may care thought about it, about the approach to metal. It's why I like like nerd metal, because again, it's like, who gives a fuck? It, it, a song could be about dragons and fucking Viking hordes, but it, is the music good? That's all that really matters. And I think that's what this album is in essence, is this is good fucking hard rock, heavy metal, thrash, hardcore, whatever you want to call it. And it made me happy. It, it, it feels very pure at its core to like, this is a metalheads, metalheads album. 
You know what I mean? It's this is this is this is what I think a lot of people who make metal would love this fucking album. That's honestly that's why I picked it, and that's why I I was doing so much hard digging. Because in the last couple weeks, I think you've made mention that like metal just isn't as good anymore, and like certain no. artists you don't you uh, like I I don't know like the popular artists like there's no top five I don't think in in metal, and there's been like all those big super groups trying to form and stuff. It's just not the same. And I think much like country music, you have to go digging. And there is so much music out in the world that it didn't feel right being a band or being a podcast called off the beaten cleft, not going and digging and seeing if there is some metal out there that you and I can get really excited about. And I felt like this album was that. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's cool to find somebody still do making, music like this and it, it like again i'm always a fucking production value snob but when it's right to not have that production value it, it you it feels better than something that's like super produced sometimes because there it lends itself to that kind of again that essence of what metal a metal album should be and where like you get back to the roots you know they're like <laughs> our favorite quote from old matthew mcconaughey's buick commercial Sometimes you gotta go go back to to move forward or whatever the fuck he says. Yeah, <laughs> but but there's also the trap of you know, is this just an homage album? Are you just making? Are you copying a sound or do you really believe it? And I think that's where the magic of this album lies. Is yes, it sounds like something stripped straight from like 1986, right? But it doesn't. It's not a costume. This is this is the music you can tell they love to make, and I think that's the difference. Again, sincerity always wins the day. For sure. Yeah, and and in terms of like thoughts on construction, I don't know if you if you're ready to get into it. Yeah, sure. Um, right out the gate with subterfuge. Um, great word usage, by the way. Not a word we say enough. Um, it sounds like an '80s metal track that turns into like a great hardcore slash or thrash mix which i think out the gate that's why you text me almost immediately like you outmetaled me this song out the gate lets you know like what dead heat is and that's kick-ass breakdown some great chants out the gate some soaring guitar parts and that's it doesn't overdo it for the opening track and that's what does it too and that's part of what does it too is there's their breakdowns are so fucking good and you didn't get a whole lot of that shit in the 80s, right? It was just soaring guitar solos. But you didn't get those fucking chunky breakdowns. And I think that's what drags this into the modern age and lets you know, like, yeah, we're making an 80s metal album, but we still know what year it is. And I think that that is, that is the magic, really, in a lot of these songs. And that's always what brought me back in. If I wasn't liking a song as much, there was always some little fucking tasty morsel in there for me to just nosh on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially, like, after track one, we kind of rush sort of into the hardcore part of the album. So tracks two, three, four, and five, which are Two Cents, Six Society, What It War, and How It Goes, they're all kind of standard hardcore tracks, but it has that like dead heat flair. Um, it's got really good guitar work, which normally, you know, guitars and hardcore songs are like, like everyone's just going as fast as possible. Um, but I think the guitar work makes it interesting enough not to skip because I really like tracks two, three, four, and five, but I was kind of worried that's where I was going to lose you. 
Yeah, a little bit. But hey, what kept me in was the drummers. The drummer, dude, fucking abuses that double bass pedal um, in a lot of these songs. But it's it's not in a way where it's just like a wall of sound. You can tell it's specifically placed to sound good uh, and to sound pleasing, which I'm a huge fan of. I, the drums throughout this entire album really fucking kept me in it a lot, too. Those and the breakdowns. But, I mean, drums are a huge part of breakdowns, too. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that that too, and there's there's a lot of like bass work here too. Where in a normal hardcore thrash band, you're not going to hear a lot of bass work, but they use it in intros, they use it in bridges, um, and they let it shine. And I think that it just lets them it lets you know, like again, I never there's never there's no like real peaks or valleys in this, except for maybe interlude where you're like, okay, this is the middle of the album, but everything just kind of stays this constant like just kick assery throughout the entire album. And I really like that because it's like a perfect length for that. And every song is just different enough to give you, to keep you interested where they can keep it. They can keep that sustained level of like fucking just in your face metal. I don't know. It's just, like I said, this, the song construction allows them to do that kind of very even like, distribution of tracks or like energy levels from track to track it's 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 really well done yeah uh you you were talking about that bass and double kick uh the intro to six society might be how i introduced this album which you've already heard but that Mm -hmm. bass and double kick intro is so fucking sick yeah and it's 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 a little bit slower which i think makes it punch a little heavier than the first two tracks there's something to be said. I always think about when I listen to metal about boxing and like thrash to me is like a welterweight that just throws punches and bunches. And the shit that I like, like doom, death, dark metal, it's, it's a heavyweight fight where you're just, the punches come a little bit slower, but they fucking land dude. And that's, that's, I think that made that track stand out to me a lot. Um, and I really like the way, like, there's like a retro wave outro to this one too, which feels very 80s, but it's also very welcome because it's like, fuck, okay, I just got in a fight with a heavy, I just got in a fight with fucking Mike Tyson here. <laughs> give me, give me, a, give me a cool down. Give me that ice bath at the end of this song. Uh, yeah, man, it's, I, I, I can't think of a better way to describe metal to somebody than just to think of what it sounds like versus like how punchers throw punches. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, Ward at War felt like a good mix-up, turning it, turning like thrash from hardcore about halfway, and there's like an instrumental break that leads to a breakdown at two thirty, and that breakdown uh, might be the first one we get in the album, but it's freaking sick. No, there's one in the first track right at the end, dude. Oh, you're right, you're right. So yeah, it fucking rips. It fucking rips. That when I heard that breakdown, I was like, I got out metal. That's what did it for me. <laughs> Because like this, this is a fucking metal track, baby. Um, but yeah, man, this the, this is the song because this was this band was formed by their lead guitarist. I was like, okay, it's clear this band was lead, formed by a lead guitarist because this dude just fucking throws riffs down your throat the entire time. And again, that's another very eighties thing. It's like it's something we kind I kind of miss in like this math metal metal core death core world. It's like just write a good fucking riff, man, and just play the shit out of it and it's like that's why i love maiden again now it's like they just have good fucking riffs and sometimes you just want to hear somebody be good at guitar i think yeah I, you mentioned like there's no good metal frontman i think there needs to be more 
riffy guitarist because yeah. me- metal frontmen are nothing without their guitarists. Exactly, and it's like I I I appreciate the fucking deep dark shit that we're in now, like the whole blah that whole thing where it's like who can make the heaviest breakdown but that's a whole band effort i need i want the fucking eddie van halen's back man and it's just give me somebody who can fucking play riffs give me carrie king give me a dime bag give me people that just fucking shred and like can play sick riffs like again it's it doesn't have to be like dark and doomy to be heavy it, it can still be heavy with just a sick riff like yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah um, how it goes takes the speed and cranks it the fuck up. And it's our last hardcore track. It's almost too much at times, which um, it is our last hardcore track. So it's if you didn't know that listening to it, you're like, dude, I am like wore out listening to this. You're at track five, but at 227, um, it's not like an incredibly long song. So like you can endure it for 227 and then you get to interlude, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it's I kind of had the same notes. It's just like this is the most straightforward thrash again. It's thrash to me. It's hardcore to you. Who cares? Yeah. Um and it's 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 probably it's probably is my least favorite song on this album. But again, the breakdown fucking saves it at the end for me. Every fucking time I'm like, yeah, this isn't for me. And I'll kind of scrub through it as I'm listening through it. And then I get to the, I'm like, and I stop it. I'm like, oh, this is the middle of fucking cool ass breakdown. So let me run it back. And to hear the beginning of this, I'm like, okay, I'm fucking back in, man. Yep. And that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about with this album construction. It's like, just when you think they need to like take a dip down, they do within the song so they can go back up for the next one. It's instead of like big peaks and valleys, it's like little dips, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause then we get interlude, which I, I thoroughly enjoy. It's interlude parentheses passions and I feel like it changes the entire tone of the album, which it's so rare to find an album that like you can find, you know, the turning point, you can go and point to a song and there's like ambient guitars and vocals. And I mean, I kind of mentioned how they made the song. There's like five different guitar parts layered. And I love that the vocals are so far back that like, you can't understand them. They're almost like, it's almost how you feel going to a live show where I'll, it's so rare to really be able to like hear the, the vocalist enunciate. Um, it just kind of gave me like nineties grunge sounding. See, I, I didn't get nineties grunge at all. I got really? fucking just, this, this is the token sex track to me, buddy. I'd fuck to this song all day. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this guitar is so goddamn sexy. And again, it's just because the guy just plays good licks, man. And he's just, it's just really fucking fun to hear somebody be good at guitar. Um, it's a great palate cleanser. Like this is exactly what we needed at this point for this tonal shift in the album. And yeah, man, sexy as fuck. Like I got corny listening to this song. <laughs> Hand up. We we were bricked up <laughs> listening to a song called Interlude. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, got an interlude I, in my pants right now. See, the song that I love the most is Age of DH. And I think this is like the mark of where we start getting 80s hair metal or 80s metal at least. This track fucks. There's yes. chants, there's drums, the guitars, even the Spotify animation is Excalibur. It's yep. amazing, dude. Like, this is metal. This is like, this is Metal March. 
if any other song is Metal March, Age of DH is Metal, Metal March. Yeah. And it kind of gave me like Kill 'em All, Metallica uh, vibes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, this is fucking D and D metal at its core, dude. This is this is I imagined like a like Conan the Barbarian. That's exactly dude, what I pictured. Heat, dude, heat. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh man, so we're going to war, man. I love this yeah, shit. He, he pulls a fucking giant fucking claymore off of his back, and he's dude, gonna go fight some heat, weird looking hairy dude, beast. Heat. Yeah, and oh, you just got dude, people chanting. So good. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's in a fucking arena. Like nobody expects this guy to win, even though he's fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. Yes. Fucking oiled up, fucking bronzed to death, Man. and he just fucking. It's an epic battle. It's fucking yes. That's exactly what this song is. This is what you're right. To me, this is what pure pure metal is. Fucking just being cool, and fucking just going for it. Yeah. Beautiful. We're. Middleheads are nerds, man, and yeah. just fucking be nerdy about it. Yeah, this I think that this justified the entire album. Um, mm-hmm. We actually planned on having our, one of our buddies on, and he couldn't make it. But when we were te- when I first sent the album to you guys, I was like, I couldn't stop word vomiting about this song and uh, the fall, which we'll get to here in a bit. Yeah, uh, look at it closely. Reminds us that this is a hardcore band. But the guitars are like so much better than a regular like hardcore song. There's chants, and I think the chants are even more anthemic in this song because they're a little bit more fast paced. Yeah. And it's almost like an evolved version of tracks two through five. Like um, maybe they were recorded later. Maybe they were like, "Hey, we we have another hardcore track, but let's let's." Let's incorporate some of those like hair metal elements we've been doing. Yeah, the back half of this album is definitely more my speed for sure, um, with the exception of what was the first track's name? I forget. Uh, Subterfuge. That that song just fucks. I mean, it's very close to being my favorite song on the album. Um, my I didn't take a whole lot of notes on this for some reason. It's it's only a minute main, fifteen. Yeah, my my one note is Slayer. Is that you? Because this is this is again this reminded me of Slayer, dude, hundred percent. And I think that's where you get like that really good guitar work because that might be the difference, like the main difference between like thrash and hardcore. If you want to pick one, is like the guitar works probably a little bit better in thrash. Yeah, which is you know it's it's such it's such a small difference, but um, but yeah, we get some more bass in the intro as well. Just a fucking just a few seconds of just clean, uninterrupted, un unmolested bass and it's fucking awesome yeah <laughs> did you not like that that terminology it, it just caught me <laughs> off guard it didn't scare me <laughs> like i was scared last week but it caught me off guard um <laughs> yeah that that track's only a minute 15 and, and death wish comes out the gate with the chugs and Gods, I, baby. I gotta That's imagine death no. wish i gotta imagine death wish is your favorite track 100 percent my favorite song it's fucking <laughs> fox dude those those chugs and gallops are enough for Kevin to jump out of a seat like he just did. And this is, I think, a more traditional thrasher that makes me happy that there are bands that want to bridge that gap. Yeah, dude. I mean, I fucking already just said my notes, basically. I just wrote fucking chugs, dude. And a song named Death Wish has to fuck. It has to. You can't name a song Death Wish and not make it fucking a balls-to-the-walls banger. And this hundred percent is, and again, it's it's you're like you said, it's really thrashy, which typically isn't my speed, but it fuck it just whoops so much ass, I, it can't be denied. 
The fucking breakdown is great. Um, this is this is the music to scare your grandma with. Yeah. Yeah. And that again, that is another that's another core tenet of metal. Will it scare your grandparents? Yep. Death Wish will. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's show all it, that's show it. up to Easter with Death Wish playing, blaring out your she'll, speakers. She'll fucking drop those dentures right out of her mouth, buddy. <laughs> oh, I knew you were gonna love that song. And and um, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get really excited about the fall, which is the next track. Um, again, yeah, another great one. It has those industrial sounds that almost make it sound like you know a little more modern, maybe 2010s. Um, this song just feels like so many great metal bands like Slayer and Pantera in many different ways. And the last 20 seconds, I think, are very Slayer, just with the crazy frenetic guitars. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of Anthrax from this. Like this yeah. reminded me of like a really, really good because I'm not a huge fan of Anthrax, but when they fought, when they hit it, dude anthrax kills and this feels like a really good anthrax track to me um sorry did i, did I step in over there no no okay good okay sorry <laughs> but yeah we get sirens to start that's good 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 metal boys good good start yeah, with sirens that's a good, good boy you get good a boy <laughs> um yeah and then again the drums absolutely fucking this song dude they're so good um Again, I'm, I'm actually even shocked as I'm reminiscing about it how much I'm still gushing about this album. I think I texted you a few days ago. I was like, I can't stop. Like this, this album kind of taken over my life for the last week, and I fucking I don't know I, because I shouldn't like it based on my tastes and what I know my tastes are. I shouldn't like it as much as I do, but there's just a little. There's some little. There's magic in there. There's magic in that old top hat. I love it. I love it. I'm so <laughs> glad you like it. And uh, yeah, last call is the next track. And it's a hair metal track about partying, which I know we love our, our hair metal partying songs. Um, and these boys get hair metal for sure in this song. The Spotify animation is great. It's just a chubby guy with like a kaleidoscope filter um, throwing his hands up. <laughs> Very yeah. simple, but I love it. And there's a lyric called that says, uh, deleting beers to forget the tears. And, you know, that's... If that doesn't tell you early twenties, I don't know what does. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I uh, I did a little deleting beers to drown some tears already tonight. So, um, yeah, man. Um, I again, I wrote Megadeth. Is that you? Uh, because this the the tone here especially reminded me of Megadeth. Um, it's got a nice. It's a, it's more melodic for sure. Um, and it again, it's just great pure eighties metal. And I, I feel like I've said that a lot this album, but. If somebody is out there and all they listen to is the big four and this is they're looking for something like they want to in the modern world that maybe they're looking to branch out a little bit. This is the album. This is 100 percent the album you should be listening to. Um, I hate those people because why would you only listen to the like the like so few bands when you have the entire world of music? But if you don't want to if you don't want to stray too far from your little echo chamber, this is the one for you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Good. Um, <laughs> Pay the Toll uh, has final track energy from the sound clip and the intro to being back to like drop tuning and like super angry. And I think it's just like a good reminder that they are a hardcore band and a thrash band. And like whatever the last song was, this is them reminding you that they can t- turn it up a little bit 
to finish the album. Yep. And I wrote, you know, this fucking the drums, the licks, the speed. The speed. It's hyperspeed. <laughs> hyperspeed. Yeah, beat us to death on the last track. And I think that's probably on I think this is about police brutality potentially. Um, it would make sense with the time it came out. Um, but I don't care because fuck it. It's fucking it's a fun song to listen to. So I don't want to I don't want to think about that. Um, yeah, this rocks out with its cock out for sure. For sure. Um, and I think a lot of times you and I really like like a almost like a reprisal track or like something that's a little slower or feels more ethereal at the end because it feels like that's a resolution to a chord progression basically but this also works this also works where you can just say fuck it I'm, we're gonna leave it all out there whatever we got left we're pouring into this last track and a it, grand finale it, yes exactly and in that regard it feels like the last track they would play live before they come out back for an encore or whatever, but, or maybe this would be the end of the, this actually fits better at the end of an encore. It's like, I'm going to leave these people fucking buzzing by the time they leave here. Yeah. Um, you're not going to want anything else after this. Right. This is the point being, this isn't a middle of the album track. This is a bookend track for sure. Yeah. And I, I, it, I agree. hundred percent. It's, it's one of the harder things to do in music. It seems is to come up with a really good, like, really good bookend tracks and i think we nail it on both respects here the the beginning the middle the end Mwah, chef's kiss chef's kiss i love it yeah there, there's i think going from last call right into pay the toll that is like the best way you can end it you get something that's completely different in sound a little bit lower in tempo and then just crank it back up to remind people like this is who we are we're dead heat. When this album finishes, you're going to be like, like a sigh of relief that it's over, but you kind of want to start it again. Yeah. The only thing I could say that would detract from it from being a great closer is just what I perceive the lyrical content to be. That's more of like a middle of the album. Like we're going to be political here for a minute. And then, but again, who cares? It's yeah. just, it's metal, dude. Who fucking cares? Who cares? What, what did, what did Louis say? Who cares? Do we? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's perfect. Like, who, who, who? What do the lyrics say? Who cares? Do we? It's fucking metal. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, kind of just touching on the highlights. I, I love the hardcore tracks, but I think when we really hit our speed, it's when we hit those '80s metal feeling tracks. We can feel the influences, and it just really warms my heart because I've been on my own little '80s metal, '80s and '90s metal journey, uh, just working out to different. Uh, 80s and 90s metal bands that I haven't really ever listened to Megadeth, Anthrax um, one of my songs of the show we'll get into that um, in a bit but yeah to hear this and then hear the influences is really really cool um, and I was kind of doing those things simultaneously without realizing it and it's just nice to know that there isn't just people like ripping shit off of one another like these guys really appreciate where metal came from and where it's at and i don't know like we always get critical of you know country music and metal and like it's become like a caricature of itself but i think this shows you that if you do enough digging and you you don't give up the fight of like oh i've heard the best music i'm gonna hear in my life if you keep pushing that journey and like looking for different artists you will find stuff that you like yeah 100 percent, man and kind of to touch on what you were talking about a little bit, it made me think of like 
the difference between like cultural appropriation and really living what that means, or at least paying respect to, like you can do things that people might perceive as like cultural appropriation because you're doing it in a costumey way. Right. And this, like I said earlier, this could have been a costume of an eighties metal band, but it's not because you can tell they care about it and they really, they're not disrespecting the legacy of whatever this stuff is. They're paying homage to it in their own way. And I think that that's where you can draw the line with a lot of this stuff. It's kind of like, again, I'll go back to Buble again. That's the reason I don't like him as a crooner because he doesn't, he doesn't, have that same panache, you know what I mean? He doesn't feel like he lived it. And I don't think anybody could ever really be a crooner again because that's such a bygone era. And I don't think it'll ever be believable again. I don't think anybody can really live that lifestyle and make it believable. But it, again, I, I, I feel, I hope Michael Bublé never listens to any of our episodes because <laughs> I don't think he, I mean, he's a very talented guy. I just don't think like he's not believable as a crooner. And that makes it bad in my opinion. So, but again, this could have been that. This could have been a Michael Blay version of metal, 80s metal, but it wasn't. It was a pure, it was like it was ripped from there and just plopped in 2021. Yeah, you definitely had to earn it too. Like getting through yeah. tracks two through five to really get to the, the metal part. You had to be a fan of Dead Heat to discover that there are tracks like this. If they would have done a full metal album, it might have been taken the wrong way or out of context, but there is a lot of good mixing of the sounds and genres and i think they did a really good job of like this is where we're at this is where maybe we'll go and this is where we want to be and i think that's really cool yeah me too man and I, and like yes there is an obvious tonal shift in the middle of the album but i don't think it's as i don't think it's as big as we're making it out to be like it is still like you can still tell these tracks are made by the same people and it doesn't sound like they they're making different music. Yes, they're stealing from different styles a little bit, or they switch up their the way they do melodies and the song structure a little bit. But it's still the same band. You know what I mean? And I think that that's really cool um, because sometimes you can overdo that tonal shift too. Where it's like, what the fuck, man? I didn't I didn't put this album on to listen to a fucking jazz track. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I like and I like jazz, but if there was a fucking jazz track on this album, I'd be pissed. Yeah. So, um, um, what what's your favorite track? You know what it is. Death Wish, baby. Okay. Death Wish, baby. I drink Death Wish coffee. I'd I'd listen to Death Wish the song. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, great pick. My mine is Age of DH or Last Call, depending on my mood. Fair enough. Again, I Subterfuge was really close to being my favorite as well, Uh, just because it just every time I listened, every time I put the record on, I'm like, yep. This song, this this album kicks ass. <laughs> yeah. You could tell, like right for like I said earlier from Jump Street, man. This song kick, this album is gonna kick ass. I agree. What's your least favorite track? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard, man. My, probably, my... probably how it goes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How it goes. It's just, it's just again, the most straightforward thrash, and it's not really my thing. Yeah. Mine's probably Two Cents or What It War. Yeah, it's um, fine. Probably more Two Cents, because What It War has some stuff at the end that I really like. Um, two Cents is a bit of a letdown after Subterfuge. Yeah, it, it just changes a little bit, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to get into my closing thoughts, and then you can, you can get into yours. I think I've already mentioned, you know, just discovering new music. 
triple B records. If you guys are looking for music that's just different and a lot of like DIY bands, there's so many good artists on there. And I've, I've sent you a couple of videos of just like the guy who owns triple B records and the way he talks about wanting to treat artists and how he wants to run his company is so endearing. Um, it's just basically like he gives his bands most of the royalties to the Spotify, I think, or like streaming. I forget how it works, but he he's more about, you know, being a man of the, the artists because everyone's trying to make a living. He's trying to make a living and he makes a lot of money off merch. I love supporting bands through merch. Um, but it's just, a, it's really cool. And it was one of those late night things where I'm up and I'm like, I feel like buying merch. I'm going to splurge a little bit. So I get on there and then I start looking at merch and then I find myself listening to bands as I'm looking through merch. And it was just like such a really great find to be able to find such a cool and different band that I'm going to be keeping an eye on now. Yeah, man. I, I'm actually excited to kind of dig into them a little bit more as well. Um, it's rare that you find something like this, again, because it could very easily become a clown show and it's not. And I, I wrote in my notes and kind of my opening thoughts, this reminds me of what Guar could have been without Brocky and Hunter Jackson. Just a really good, like, hardcore punk band. They, that, they, without, without the, you strip away the suits, you strip away all the weird lore. Like, this could have been, like, Guar could have been this. But they, they ended up being something way different in, in, uh, in a different stratosphere, really. But not to, not to say that they're better or worse, whatever, but uh, just completely different planet. But yeah. their, their sounds are, I think, like I said, if you strip away the facade, I think that, again, could be why I really like this band, too. Because they remind me a lot of the bands that I absolutely love and, and crave listening to. So... Yeah, it's really, really cool, man. Triple Triple B Records. I can't say enough good things. Like it's, just, it feels like a little honey hole of of artists that are, you know, they're not like huge bands. So it feels like it's your own own music, you know. Yeah, we've talked about that concept before too. It's like I talk about it with Thank You Scientist. It's like I want them to be big because they deserve it, but I also want them to stay exactly where they are. So they're like. It's like we've got our own little thank you scientist cult. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is this is our band. This is not the people's band. It's it's still ours. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So songs of the show, Kev. Let's start with yours. Uh yeah, mine is Montate by Puya. Uh, Dill, you mentioned something earlier this week about how you were going back through and like trying to remember some of the bands I had just kind of either offhandedly mentioned or to have talked about a little bit on the show, but we haven't reviewed. And it got me thinking about what are some of the bands I haven't listened to in a while that I used to fucking love. So I think I told you before we started recording, like I was really trying to find a really good amorphous track because amorphous went through this really weird journey um, where they were like, like almost like Godfathers of like death and black metal where they went into like almost like this weird like melodic clean singer stage for like 10 years and then they went back to being what they were in like the late 80s so they got a really interesting story and then i thought about seven dust because we haven't really talked i've maybe done one for the song of the show but seven dust is really cool kind of like uh baby's first metal essentially um really really rhythmic uh but really really clean and really really good but then i said then i was like oh fuck puya i think about them like once a year and i listen to that album once and i'm like that fucking rips, but I'm done with it. It's kind of like ska. Um, and there's a lot of ska influences in here. A lot of like 
Spanish merengue flamenco. Oh. Um, I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll take it from you. <laughs> so you don't have to feel bad Thank about you. saying it. Um, especially in this track, it's just, it's got weird horns. It's got a fucking horrible guitar, but then there's this really cool, like clean singing Spanish. That's kind of sexy. Um, it's just wild. And I love this song. It is 1999 in essence, for sure. 100%. It is ska meets new metal meets industrial metal. It's it's wild. Yep. I talked a lot about that song. I apologize. <laughs> no, no. I, I had a bad... I'm, I'm going to go on a little tangent about my song of the show. My song of the show is Bad, bad Moon Rising by Leatherwolf. Um, I, yeah, I, I've been doing like my own little metal journey like i mentioned this is the month to do it it's metal march and i found leather wolf and just like a related artist as i was building a playlist and i was like they look so hair metal that i'm gonna hate them and i put on a couple tracks and i was like oh they actually like are better than i expected so they were like the most surprising pick for me to put into that workout playlist and uh i don't know i, I wanted to hear what you thought of of leather wolf yeah, it, it was. Well, it's, it's a cover of Bad Moon Rising, obviously. Uh, it's a little CCR classic. And I, was, I came into it expecting, like, ah, this is just, again, like you, it's just gonna be like cheesy hair metal cover. But I ended up really liking it. It's it's charming in its own hair metal y way. And um, it's a cool arrangement of the song, too, which I think really grabbed me. They changed it just enough to change the arrangement just enough, made it, gave it a little more ass. And that's all you need. You either completely change it or you keep the original like just enough and they <laughs> it's really cool uh i was surprised by how much i liked listening to this song as when i when i find when i threw it on it's yeah man it's just cool and i appreciated the pick for sure yeah i'm glad you liked it um mason miller says stick season by noah kahan 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 however I don't know. um yeah what do you think of this song I haven't listened to it. <laughs> I completely missed this one. I'm sorry, Mason. I will make a point to listen to it after the episode. That's what you get when you uh, when you put your song on the show in too fast. Kevin just ignores it. Um, mm-hmm. That's 100% true. <laughs> this song is a gut punch. Uh, I heard it from TikTok a while ago, and there's a bunch of people covering it. But this song is huge, and the whole album rocks. It just It's really so, exciting. I, that I, What's that? I've probably heard I've probably heard it then, right? Maybe I just don't know that I've heard it. <laughs> I was gonna try and sing it, but I I would absolutely butcher it, so I'm not gonna do it. That's okay. Um but yeah, it's just one of those songs that just really it has like um almost like old Bonavere feel, but a little bit more um indie, a little more momentum, and it's got like a little bounce to it. Whole album's great. He's going on tour with Rustin Kelly, and it's just really exciting that an artist like Noah is getting on the radio. It, oh, yeah. rem- it sure reminds me of like when Ed Sheeran first got on the radio, and it was just him and an acoustic guitar. It was exciting. Uh, ben, ben Carter says, Saxons and Vikings by Vikings. Vikings. By, oh, uh, you know, um, them Vi- the Saxons and them Vikings, baby. If I know anything about Saxons and Vikings, I know everything. Uh, <laughs> Amana Marth featuring Saxon. It fucking kicks ass, dude. It I does. love Amana Marth. I love Viking metal. There's no secret about that. I almost picked 
a um, Iced Earth song called The Great Heathen Army, which is the name of this album that this song is on. And it's about this exact same war. <laughs> so I'm gl- I, 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 when I saw Ben Pickett, I was like, I should do it just to be, just to really drive the, the hammer home here. But I decided to stray away. Um, yeah, kicks ass. And the lead singer for Saxon sounds just like Roddy James Dio. Hey, dude, spot on. I've been listening to, the point to where a I, lot of Roddy James Dio lately, too. Yeah, to the point of where I looked it up. I was like, did Dio have another side project that I forgot about? It wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's really fucking cool. I, it's it's funny because the Amon Amar starts, and then you get the Saxon verse. And then they mix their verses, and the juxtaposition when they mix is so fucking stark. It's like fucking hard, fucking deep growls. And then Ronnie James Dio sounding guy over here. And it's just, it, it it shouldn't work, but it does. Because it's fucking dork metal. And anything anything goes. <laughs> anything goes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Anything goes. Uh, thanks for not picking a 20-minute Iced Earth song. I really appreciate that. It wasn't a 20 minutes. It, I look, it's like five minutes. It would have been fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, five minutes for a song is not fucking long. That's a standard <laughs> song length, you fucking son of a bitch. You just went Vince Vaughn on me. Erroneous, erroneous on all accounts. <laughs> I just, I can't stand the Ice Earth slander. Yeah, I, I just don't have the time. You do. They all. They, if you want to listen to three songs, you have to. That's a full hour. That's <laughs> no. I, who has the I'll, time I'll, to go through their discography? I don't have enough time I'll, in the day. <laughs> I'll give you that. It's like a lot of their songs do get a little longer. But you get that in, in power metal sometimes. But power metal kicks ass, so I deal with it. Okay. Do I listen to the whole song every time? Nah, no. I listen to maybe the first minute and a half, two minutes. Like, cool, got it. But doesn't mean it's a bad song. Fuck you, Dylan. You know, if if, <laughs> if you have to only listen to one tenth of the song, then it's not that good. Um, no. All right, whatever, dude. Okay, so fight you next time I see you, <laughs> Louis Curran. Um, he's the only one that sent an email, so he's back to number three. Um, the The email is titled "Catchy Subject Line." Week two, well done. The, huh? I said, "Well done." Yeah, it, it caught my attention for sure. <laughs> uh, week two in the bag, Dead Heat was awesome. Uh, my song of the show for this week is "My Heroes" by Knocked Loose. It's more on the hardcore side, but it's heavy as shit. The drums and that distorted bass hold you down, while the vocals and guitar pummel you into oblivion. This shit's meaner than two dudes, fi- two fat dudes fighting over pork chops and baked beans. That's <laughs> that's Louis showing the Wilmington in him right there. Oh yeah, that's great, dude. Uh, uh, yeah, I. And then he said, "See I you agree. all next week," because he's coming on. He is. I gave up my week to Louis. It's. I said on the Discord, "This is Louis History Month." So it's uh, we, I, I, I felt it necessary to give up a week to Louie. Um, and it's not because I was being lazy. I had plenty of, plenty of albums I could have picked. But again, I, as the two patron saints of metal in the, in the off the beaten clef uh, <laughs> pantheon, I, I felt it only right to give, him, give a week to Louie. So I'm excited to listen to this album. I haven't listened to it yet. I know you've heard it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super stoked. We'll we'll talk about more about that in a second. But as far as this song goes, uh, yeah, it's fine. I, I it took me a minute to get into it. I had to get through the the hardcore stuff that I'm not a huge fan of. But then it got into some shit that I really really liked. So, and I think this was one of the the albums he was in between. And then he by a roll of the the dice decided to go with the one he went with. So 
Yeah, I, I think most people know Knock Loose from that like arf arf that arf arf yeah. thing he does, but he does yeah. throw an arf in this song, and I love it. Uh, knock, <laughs> knock Loose is a guilty pleasure, and they are like the staples of hardcore music, uh, much like Turnstile and all those big bands. So it's always cool when someone else brings them up because I always feel guilty talking about them because I know there's a huge barrier to entry with that uh, vocalist. So never ever feel guilty about talking about bands you love. That's why I get so pissed when I talk when I talk about Ice Earth and you throw shit at them because I'm not ashamed. Well, I, I know people, I know I know it's not for everybody, but fuck you. uh our last song of the show pick is sammy she says the pot by tool never been a big tool fan myself love i fucking love tool dude and i love this song it's a classic everybody's heard it a trillion times um but still that that kind of standalone vocal entry with the fucking bass behind it it's it's a very tool tool song yeah yeah Great pick. I, and again, and I, I, I appreciate anyone that sent us a, a good metal track to listen to this week. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much for everybody that always contributes. You guys are our lifeblood. I appreciate you more and more every single day. Every single day. Uh, <laughs> if you want to join our Discord, we got the link in our show notes. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we got merch at offthebeatencleft.com. If you're feeling Metal March and you're just feeling the vibes and you want to go get a metal tee or a hoodie, uh, offthebeatenclef.com. Our Instagram is at offthebeatenclef. Our Twitter is at offclef. And we have an email, offthebeatenclef at gmail.com. Like we mentioned, you send us an email. We're like little puppets. We will dance for you. And, um, yeah, we love emails. Next week, Kev, you mentioned you're relinquishing your uh, your week to, to Louis, And the album is titled... Nightmare Logic by Power Trip. Uh, we're going to have the link to Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. Uh, I realize that I've almost exclusively put Spotify links, and there's so many people that use Apple Music. Uh, a lot of our friends, Mason, Chaz, uh, there's so many people that use Apple Music, even though it's inferior. It's two. That's two Two of our friends. Well, there's Either. two, but you know that's only two <laughs> off the top of my head. And I know a lot of people like watching like YouTube like putting things on YouTube and putting it on a playlist, whatever. However you want to listen to the music, we don't really care. So I try to yeah, be inclusive and put all the links in there. But I'm really I don't excited. give a shit, but yeah, I don't give a shit how you listen to it, but Spotify is better. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And it gets better every day. All the updates they do are like, oh, wow, I kind of love this. And you know why, you know why this is a specific point of pride for me? I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but this is a completely off the off the rails here, but Spotify is just the Zune software, and I was the biggest supporter of Zune. I was the only person in the world that had one, <laughs> and I did. It was because of that fucking software. So good, dude. And Spotify is just Zune. So fuck all you haters that made fun of me for having my stupid Zune. And still let's the, let's still admit that you are an Apple hater, so you will never. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, dude. Fuck Apple. <laughs> it's the main reason i haven't watched ted lasso (laughs) and you know what spotify kind of feels like limeware at times yeah i mean just did straight the logo and the color scheme dude type type something in and it pops up no matter what like (laughs) something is gonna come up it might not be what you're looking for but it's gonna come up and you know what it has over limewire all the artists are correct (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you mean? I I loved getting downloading a song and listening to it for years and then realizing it's the wrong artist. Yeah, I've talked about it before, but I thought um, Dream On was a Led Zeppelin song for the longest time. And then I brought it up to my dad. I was like, yeah, I fucking love this Led Zeppelin. He's like, what the fuck? This is Aerosmith. No, it's not. <laughs> we argued and I, I eventually relented because I was 100% wrong. But yeah, that comes straight from LimeWire days. My Own fucking Worst Enemy by Blink-182. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for week three of Metal March. Um Week four, we might just do a playlist. I think it would be fun to get a lot, just kind of do a grand finale. So um, follow us on the internet, and we will let you know as we go. Join our Discord. <laughs> Shut up. What did I say wrong? What are you laughing about? Follow, follow us on the internet. <laughs> follow us on the interweb. Join our Discord. How about that? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> Now we're forgetting how to close the show. We got the intros back. Yeah. I'm going to put your little growl at the end again and and hope okay. that makes it okay. All right. See you. Bye. Good. Bye. <laughs> I recorded that. <laughs> Good. Because I, uh, I stopped recording. So.